Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I welcome Whitney Gibson back to the show to tackle the inauguration, the march, and our complicated feelings about the whole situation. Can I help you? What do you want? Okay. So I, I guess I'm a part of the Geek Squad at Best Buy. Looks like I know what he's talking about. What a success. Uh, did you try a hard restart? I know I did. I really can't do a restart. America, did you try hey, a hard restart? That's the question we need to be posing tonight. Yeah. America, we need a restart. Yeah. A Let's hard try restart. Try that again. Hello. Good evening. Good evening, guys. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, active natural, girl detective, Whitney Gibson. <laughs> is back on the show. Thanks for having me. I definitely didn't think you'd invite me back, so. <laughs> well, we thought, we thought that it'd be, you know, this is the perfect time to have you come back on so we can just kind of chop it up and talk about this um, historic uh, weekend. I, I think that's the only way that you can really... But, well, historic, and uh, there's there are a lot of ways that you can frame uh, this weekend. One wow. word only: historic is accurate. Yes, you know, like a series of unfortunate events is also accurate. I think that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, there were some fortunate things this weekend. So. There were some fortunate things. There's some there were some highs and some lows, and there were some in betweens. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. I learned I learned some new words this weekend, like <laughs> such as. Like alternate facts, I I learned about alternate facts. Alternate facts, and I also learned that you could be a crowd scientist. Have you? Oh <laughs> my goodness! Like I never even knew that existed until you know reading this Times article. Yeah, but you can I, now major in crowd science at George Washington University. Yeah, like I can. Yeah, I can like do a dissertation on you know how many people you know went and stomped on down to the mall. Okay. Well, you know what's tricky is that we'll never know the truth. There's just no way of knowing. There's no, no way there's to determine. No way we can determine. Absolutely no way. We can't trust pictures. That's for nope. Sure. No. No. Or accounts, personal accounts that were there. Nope. Can't do that. Video. <laughs> no. Snapchats. <laughs> okay. You guys. I mean, so what do we? So, so what do we do where, now that we really? Like, where do we time? begin? Yeah, he's president now. It happened. It's official. It happened. So I guess that's the perfect place to start at the happening at the actual inauguration that took place this Friday. Okay. So show of hands, who actually watched it? You know, I said to myself, "I'm not watching this mess. I'm not going to do it to myself. I can't take it. My heart can't take it. I'm not going to do it." Same. And then I did it. Same. I watched. I watched in clips. I was like, I'm not giving him the the the, the clicks. He's I'm not, not giving him my Nielsen ratings. He is. I'm. You know, I know I'm a Nielsen family. <laughs> <laughs> Premier right. Nielsen yeah, family. Or not? I'm sure. Don't you know? Don't you know if you are? I just I find uh, I, it I, astonishing that like we aren't all Nielsen families. Like, why does it still have to be a random selection? They're tracking right. that shit. I watched yeah. Citizen yeah. Four. I know what's going on. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, come on. There's some Black Mirror things happening behind that television set. I know. Right. No, so many Black Mirror happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like we need a very special Black Mirror episode since about November. Yeah. 
Well, this it feels like a Black Mirror episode. So you didn't give them clips or clicks, but, but I you watched, you watched. I read I read the I mean I read the the transcript and I watched some videos and and whatnot. So I mean I'm sure he got my clicks to some extent, but I like I didn't you know I don't know. Does it matter? <laughs> Nothing matters anymore. Uh, what you think of his speech? You read the transcript. What you think? I thought it was uh, just really. Unlike any other inaugural uh, address I've ever heard, it was uh, fear mongering. It was you hateful, know, classic, classic hateful Trump. and dark, doom yeah. and gloom. Yeah, and you know, in in classic Trump styling, not particularly truthful. Like we don't live in a scarier place than we used to live in, except for him. I mean, prior to his election, we were safer than we were you know, 20 years before. I mean, we were safer than we were five minutes before he started talking. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> True. Maybe yeah. maybe that's what he was talking about. Since he, like, got sworn in in that 30-second interval, now we right. have crime, drugs, gangs, and American carnage. Maybe yeah. that's what happened. I mean, like, the purge started... Instantly. As soon as he opened his mouth, right. Yeah, right. like, oh, a swarm of wasps flew out of his mouth. Killer wasps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that visual. It's easy to imagine. I gotta say, the worst part of his speech for me was just listening to him wrestle breaths through his tiny nostrils. Yes. It was like a reverse strangulation. You gotta breathe from your diaphragm when you're, you know, orating. I don't know what's going on. For me, the worst part was, like, the weird, you know, he does all those weird hand gestures. It's like The worst. Yeah, it was like, yes. Like a, a little, like. I don't know what it is. Yeah, he was like, it was like an okay sign, and then it was a point, and then it was like a, you know, uh, like, like a, a downward karate chop. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> yeah, and, and there was like a it skew, was assaulted. You know, there's yeah. a lot. There was a lot happening. There was a lot of sign signing happening there. Right. Yeah. But, okay. Wait. But did you guys see the video of them kissing, Trump and Melania kissing, and then they like slow it down i saw it in a tweet they slow it way down and they're like about oh half an inch from ever actually touching oh okay that's well, probably that's, the deal maybe that's in the yeah that's in the contract that's in the prenup <laughs> i think it might be yeah don't that's put those true. things on my body right well she's like i know where those have been everywhere oh. yeah oh boy so he okay. for real kissed mike pence and fake kissed melania that's correct. Those are not alternate facts. Okay. <laughs> so what do we think about the idea that um, we had, what, Obama, Clinton, but like all of the presidents, Bush, Carter, all of them sitting up there while he's giving the speech, probably none of them voted for him, right? Mm-hmm. And he's talking just cash shit about everybody. Rusted out factories scattered like tombstones across the landscape of our nation. An education system flush with cash but which leaves our young and beautiful students deprived of all knowledge. And the crime and the gangs and the drugs that have stolen too many lives and robbed our country of so much unrealized potential. This American carnage stops right here and stops right now. I mean, it was shocking. It was shocking. I mean, but really, I think that not not surprising given, you know, the way he campaigned and the the way he spoke on the campaign trail, right? So he's 
I mean, you get, I guess it's an A for consistency, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I heard a lot of people say, you know, that was the campaign trail. And once he gets in there, you're going to see, and not, not a lot of people I know, but, you know, you're going to see he's going he's gonna to put these policies into place, blah, 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 blah. And I think at this point, it's, it's criminal to give him any kind of benefit of the doubt that he's going to. Mm. Oh, sure. He promised us he was going to be so presidential. Right, he's yeah, gonna you like, can see a different Trump. Not at all. Yeah, that, I mean, it was bizarre that anyone would ever have said that, but it's it's almost like comforting his consistent irrational behavior, if that makes any sense. Mm. It's almost comforting because it's like uh, we're right. We were right. He's a big piece of shit, and he's not going to help anybody. So, can I say big piece of shit? Is that oh, okay? Please, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the internet. We insist. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so what, you know, what now, guys? I mean, yeah, what happens now? Well, I think what happens now is that, uh, you know, we just have to, I mean, obviously, after the inauguration, there was a big kind of kerfuffle about actual numbers and what we saw and the comparison between the attendees of previous inaugurations where there were, you know, in like the Obama's case, 700,000 attendees versus the 300 or whatever so thousand that Trump had. And uh, obviously they uh, thought that this was really important to, uh, you know, hold uh, the first White House press conference to basically dispute this with falsehood and lies. Uh, so that's, that's where we go next. I mean, we have to face, you know, we're, we're facing this really crazy, like lack of factual, logical reason. Yeah. That's pretty stunning that that was his first act as press secretary is to walk out there and just lie, lie to our faces about empirical facts, things that can be easily disproven. Yeah. The pettiest of all the shit. It's so, like who it's cares? Super, like it's super petty wop. Like I why mean, are we even? Why are we even like going down this road? Why I are mean, we doing this? So you know, what that you drew half the crowd that Obama did when yeah. in two thousand nine. So yeah. what that like everybody hates you and that you have the lowest approval ratings of every pre- every president in the history of polling in this country. But so he forced what? that poor man to go out, and you know he told him to say that. Oh yeah, you, and oh, you know he was I- like. Absolutely. He was like, watching. If from, you end the sentence with point blank period or however he did, you know, like that's a Trump quote. He told oh, him to yeah. say that. He looked down, yeah. he read it. It was a direct tweet into the oh, podium. He was yeah, like, just definitely. recite this, these words. And he was watching from his lair with his cat, petting it, you know. <laughs> My question, though, is, you know, it's abundantly clear to the people that we're talking to, the people that we engage with, how much bullshit this is. But how many people, I mean, what percentage of his voters are still with him? What percentage of his voters are like, ah, yeah, they doctored those photos? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." I think a lot of it. I mean, it doesn't matter that we have the receipts. It doesn't matter that we have the screenshots. It doesn't matter that you can do a side-by-side and see a lot of white space in the National Mall during the inauguration speech. And then white space here has a double meaning. Um, But I think there's still (laughs) a lot of people who clearly support him still and will say that the liberal media is doing a hatchet job and cooking the books and doctoring the photos and telling lies. Right. Yeah. Just happy to have a guy in office who tells it like it is. Yeah. I don't think it matters to them. I don't, I don't think any, you know, anything, any, like, I don't think they can be, you know, 
be swayed in, the, in this regard at all. I think that it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Facts don't matter anymore. Right. So how do you combat? I mean, you know, like, what do you do if, if we live in a post-truth world besides just, like, pull your eyelashes out? That's what I've been up to. <laughs> look beautiful. Right. They look wonderful. Yeah. You know, I they don't know because it's so irrational thing. and inconceivable. Like, where do you start? That is one of Kant's imperatives is that you have to, like, believe that people are telling the truth because how can you even function in a society where truth is not the starting point? Good night, everybody. <laughs> well, apparently, we... pause. <laughs> I just want to give okay. everybody something to ponder for a moment. Uh huh. And just think, take a take a long thought. Okay, stare into space. Yeah, and think talk about amongst, that. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. Can you hit the space bar or what? <laughs> yeah. Can I hit the space bar for the next four years? I uh-huh. don't even know. Like to. Oh man. About like oxygen tanks or like you know like being um cryogenically frozen. Taking a taking a trip to Mars, like things you can do with the next four years. No well, kidding. I, can I get on that passenger with that Chris Chris Pratt movie, The Passenger Ship? I'll oh, I take that gonna, field trip. I thought you were like, can I be on that special Lance Bass internship? Please, <laughs> yeah. I'll call Richard is Branson for, today. If there's a group on for a space <laughs> trip, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, just let me just go around the sun a couple times for four years worth of travel around the sun, and I'll come back. I'll come back yeah. then. Do you guys think we're he's going to make it four years? And I, I'm not talking about just like rational. Um, I'm talking about like new alternate fact land, post truth era. Will he or will, I mean, will he be impeached? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because honestly, you need the Congress needs to have the will to impeach him. And I think they're mm-hmm. just happy to have someone on their team in office. That How do yeah. they know he's not really on their team? Like, because, I, Yeah, because he's so unpredictable and erratic. Right. I mean, I, 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 I think that we're gonna, they're gonna have to have, they're really gonna have to come with some heavy duty receipts in order for anything to happen. And right now we don't have anything. So yeah, receipts don't matter. Receipts don't matter. They're not going to believe. He's not going to believe anything that the the left has to say is because you saw how they came with the data and the facts and the receipts for this about the turnout. And he was like, "Yeah, these are the same pollsters who said Hillary Clinton was uh, ahead in the polls the whole time." Which you know what, sick burn. That's true. They were wrong. So mm-hmm. like, okay, he doesn't believe the left. The left is not going to believe him because the press secretary is all like obviously lying. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like. At a stalemate, he's calling CNN fake news. He's deciding who he wants to talk. You talked about kicking the press corps out of the uh, the White House. Mm-hmm. At the very least, it's going to be an adversarial relationship for the next four years. Yeah, I think we have a rocky road ahead of us for sure. And I think yeah. worst case is we see a, a complete breakdown of the system that we thought that we knew for a long time. Well, I think to some extent we already have. Um, and I have to, you kind of have to give Kellyanne Conway crazy as she is. You have to give her like the genius credit because I watched that meet the press and watched her talk a blue streak for 15 minutes. She had Mm -hmm. no speech fillers. She doesn't stutter. She doesn't stammer. No likes or ums. She can talk, talk a blue streak of bullshit. That is so Mm -hmm. impressive. Oh yeah. She had all those talking points. I mean, she's rattling off. Yeah. She was definitely, Yeah. She was definitely on message. She knows what she's, you know, 
She is the propaganda. She's propaganda p- patty. I did answer no, your you question. did not. You did yes, not answer did. the question of why the president asked the White House press secretary to come out in front of the podium for the first time and utter a falsehood. Why did he do that? It undermines the credibility of the entire White House press office no, on day don't one. Be so, don't be so overly dramatic about it, Chuck. What it, it, you're saying it's a falsehood, and they're giving Sean Spicer, our press secretary, gave alternative facts to that but the point remains alternative facts alternative facts four of the five facts he uttered the one thing he got right was zeke miller four of the five facts he uttered were just not true look alternative facts are not facts they're falsehoods chuck do you think it's a fact or not that millions of people have lost their their plans or health insurance and their doctors under president obama do you think it's a fact that everything we heard from these women yesterday happened on the watch of Barack Obama. He was president for eight years. Donald Trump's been here for about eight hours. Do you think it's a fact that millions of women, 16.1 million women, as I stand here before you today, are in poverty along with their kids? Do you think it's a fact that millions don't have health care? Do you think it's a fact that we spent billions of dollars on education in the last eight years only to have millions of kids still stuck in schools that fail them every single day? These are the facts that I want the press corps to cover. I, and these are the, this is why I'm here at the White House I understand to this. change what I don't awful understand numbers like that. That is not what yesterday was about. I read a really Uh, interesting thread about abused people, you know, the relationship between the abused and the abuser and how you internalize and then you become like a champion of the abuser to avoid further abuse and also to gain their praise. And man, oh man, if she doesn't seem like that's her shtick. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'll give her credit against him. Sorry, I keep interrupting. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just saying, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely give her credit for, you know, her, her performance in terms of, you know, spinning, spinning the truth. But I will not give her credit for that outfit that she wore. Holy smokes. <laughs> she looked like Woody fucking Woodpecker. Um, she, if that doesn't tell us that she's an abused person, then I don't know what does. I'm saying, I'm saying, I mean, it's, well, you, we, it's, it's cognitive dissonance she lives in an alternate universe and that that little patriot costume is proof she's yeah. living that was like her time. personal captain america outfit that's right she looked like that she was right. running late for a shift at hot dog on a stick i mean even <laughs> like okay there were like the tone the colors themselves specifically were just i mean was they were just the the least nice looking red white and blue together right it was just such a this to you yeah you know the colors usually complement each other but in this instance it just didn't work out i think it i think it just might have been the the hat topper the hat topper threw it off it was really the part that made you feel like oh she's fucking nuts too right (laughs) prior to that outfit right she and it was like oh snap she had to go and put the hat on she had to put the hat on I was thinking of her as like an evil genius. And then I saw that hat and I said, nah, she's fucking nuts. Yeah. She's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for sure. Now, I don't know what this says, but the coat was by Gucci and it was $3,600. I thought the whole outfit was Gucci. Was the entire ensemble, even the hat? I thought so. That was my impression. That hat was uh, dress barn for sure. It was like, it was Gucci from TJ Maxx Mm -hmm. or you know, where do they sell, you know, like nine seasons ago? Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was Gucci from like Nordstrom off the rack in Puerto Rico or yeah. Saks on Fifth. Yeah. Yeah. On like a Black Friday sale. Um, But did. OK, wait. 
they didn't dress her. No one's dressing these people, right? Okay, because that was going to be my next question. Because I was like, based on this look, what side is Gucci on? Because that was a that look is a practical joke. Are they on our side? No, but I think that she probably went. And that was a that was a self purchase. That was off the rack. That was a self assemble. Yeah, that was an off. Well, that I think was, that's what's yeah. happening with Melania. No one wants to dress her, so she's just she's just at sacks, just scooping stuff up. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's true. I don't think that she like that they have been really uh, gifting her with things. But I think that the inaugural outfit it was done by Ralph Lauren, and I think that that was something that they did in fact do specifically for her for the inauguration. And so okay. you're telling me Ralph Lauren is a white supremacist? I mean, help me out. Help, me out. <laughs> like help me connect the dots. Why why would you dress that woman? Well, they actually released a statement today, and it said, oh, "Hit me with it." Okay, so Ralph Lauren said that the presidential inauguration is a time for the United States to look our best to the world. It's important to us to uphold and celebrate the tradition of creating iconic American style for this moment. So that's it. Was that an explanation for what happened to Kellyanne Conway? No, that wasn't for Kellyanne Conway. That was like a subtweet. That was for the dressing of Melania Trump. I gotta say, she looked good. I liked her outfit. I went back and forth. Someone said she looked like a okay. downy bottle, and I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> You're like, all right, all right, all right, all right. No, she did look like a downy bottle. <laughs> it was an ode to Jackie Kennedy, right? And that yeah. sort of like baby blue. Wasn't that wasn't that the color? What was it? Permission? Permission? What was the color in the Devil Wears Prada of the of the sweater? Oh, uh, cerulean. Cerule- was, it? was it? Was it a cerulean blue? Something like I that. I don't. I can't remember. That's yeah. Maybe it was cerulean blue. Mm-hmm. I would call it like a like a dusty a dusty blue. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a dusty powdery <laughs> blue. Yeah, I know I'm not supposed to like plastic surgery shame or like slut shame, but like hmm. here I go. Well, well she no, was- it's, just, it's just problematic to me that we had we had a classy lady like Michelle who was called all sorts of really terrible names. Mm-hmm. The worst. The worst. The worst. Straight up racist shit. And then, you know, she's replaced with this woman and we're not allowed to be like, your nudes weren't even classy. <laughs> <laughs> Trashy nudes. Yeah. Okay. Like, low rent nudes. That's true. They weren't. Low, low they were nudes. Low. <laughs> right. They were like, greasy. That was, was models.com. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I mean, she's obviously. I mean, she's going to be. Her looks are going to be scrutinized. Um, and 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 you know. So they better be good. We're not going to get any like stunning speech work from her. We're not going to get any um significant uh initiatives. No legislation. Oh, her like nothing. Work is already. I mean, it's already collapsed on itself is what happened. Her anti-bully <laughs> campaign. Um, right, so campaign she better give us looks. She better just keep her mouth shut and keep her hair done. All right. I can't gather anything from Melania at all. Yeah. Like, I right. have no yeah. going on. With her. She doesn't really smile. She doesn't really frown. She's always got that tight. She's always finding her light, finding her angle, finding the camera. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I was like, well, even during like the, you know, the, the inaugural balls and she's dancing, I was like, okay, if you blink a couple times, that means, you know, she's Thanks. asking for help. You know, it's like, save me. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, Whatever. She to- signed her deal. She made her contract. 
She's, right, so she's, she's fine. I, I, I go back and forth. You talked about going back and forth before. I go back and forth on whether or not I have sympathy for Melania. And at the end oh, of the day. Oh, that's the thing. I, I, I kind of feel the same way. I was like, do I have symp- sympathy for this woman? I don't. You know, because like. Yeah, I'll, ultimately, I think, don't think that I can. Because she, but she knew she what she signed up that, for. But I don't think she she didn't sign up for this like 20 years ago. She was just trying to like. Yes, the she jackpot, did. Right? Donald Trump has been Donald Trump for a long time. He has That's been this cool. asshole. From yeah, but jump. he hasn't been President Donald Trump. It's not like she was like, OK, I'm going to lock this in and I'm going to get my RNC speech on in 2016. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, that, yeah. Like in terms of like the the office of the president and, you know, becoming a first lady. This was this could have never crossed her mind. I'm sure ever, she negotiated ever, ever. a cool bonus for all of this extracurricular activity she's having to do now outside of the scope of her normal marital duties. But she signed up for this asshole when he was the like the asshole of New York. And now he's the asshole of America. And you know what? Through good times and bad. Yeah. If we've got to deal with it, she's got to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. I saw at the March, I saw a couple signs that said free Melania. And I was like, take that down. And free a captive, a willing captive, you know, like she, you know, yeah. like yeah. we've got better things to worry about, ladies. And yeah, they're signed up, them up and yeah. them out. <laughs> and I flipped him the bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's, yeah, let's like speaking of the march, um, you attended Whitney the LA Women's March. What was that like? Tell us about it, what went down. What we, how well, did you feel about it? Uh, it was exciting. Uh, it was, you know, I think, I think they underestimated all over the place how many people were going to show up. There's something like 750,000 people or something like that in LA. And so um, I went to a march just after the election first like weekend after the election and there was maybe 10,000 people there and that seemed huge to me I mean it seemed like a really being in the, in the crowd it seemed really big and then to be at this one it was like there there wasn't really even a march for a long time because so many people it was just like like a giant you know wall-to-wall mosh pit of people so it was one of those things where uh well, I found it to be really beautiful, really inspiring. There were moments where I got a little like, you know, I've changed a little since November and my tolerance for intolerance has gone down. My tolerance for, shall we call it white feminism has gone down. Interesting. So, okay. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, for something that was supposed to be really inclusive, there there was not a lot of inclusive towards trans people so uh, I mean in general what I felt was love it was great but it was very very crowded and uh, I think they just weren't they just didn't know but Mm. there were no cops all day I saw literally zero policemen the whole time with three-fourths of a million people there I literally never saw a cop interesting Um, and why do you think that was? Do you think that they, the, they were just like, okay, I have some we're going to them? Okay. They knew it was going to be a bunch of white ladies. Exactly. Okay. I mean, honestly, I don't think that they thought, I think that they thought it was going to be, and it was. I mean, it was a lot. There were, there were all sorts of people there. There were all sorts of people there. But I will say I had little moments of poignant eye contact with people of color. 
And and what do you think that was? It was just like, and how did you feel? So do you feel like this was a march for we white women or was it a, a march for the people like as a whole? I felt it was a march for the people as a whole. It was beautiful. It was great. Mm-hmm. But I felt there were a lot of people there and, you know, maybe myself included um, that it took a lot to get them there. Mm-hmm. It, took, it took an infringing upon their safety to look out for the safety of other people. And okay. so there was a heavy heartedness as, sure. a, as a, yeah. a color. You know, there was something there to that. There were a handful mm-hmm. of times when people would, you know, I was holding on to Seville's hand, my, my mm-hmm. 11-year-old. Mm-hmm. And there were times when people, grown women, would, like, cut me off in this sea of people, tightly packed, a little, you know, a little scary in, mm-hmm. in that sense because if something had happened, it could have turned into a, a stampede, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, it was so tightly packed. Um, and there were times where women would, you know, grown women would, pushed through me and my kid's hand. And I thought like, is that what we're here to do? Like, is that, is that that the point? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, here's the thing. And I, 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 I guess I identify with that feeling that you're expressing right now, this sort of like mixed feelings about going. Cause I gotta say, I stayed out of it. I, I had to drop my car off early that morning. The, the March was on Saturday. I dropped my car off probably at like nine o'clock at a dealership, which is downtown. And I walked from there to the gym and so, and just was there for a couple hours. So I walked through it and I wasn't really there for it. And I didn't see a lot of people of color. I In maybe that two mile walk, I saw maybe three people of color. I saw mostly white women. I saw a lot of white people with babies strapped to their backs. And I thought, okay, I agree with the sentiment. I believe women's rights are human rights, same as gay rights, right. same as I like, believe in gender equality and wage equality. And, you know, I think that, I speak that, I vote that, but I'm not walking because something about this to me doesn't feel right. I saw one of the signs I saw was, uh, if you've been scared since 2016, that's privilege. And I kind of feel like, honestly, I'm here with you, but are you with me? Right. Yeah. And I don't well, I don't yeah, necessarily then, feel that, which is why I felt like I didn't want to to march. Um, but I appreciate what they're doing and you know, I, I support what what it represents. Right. Yeah, it's like uh I approached it with a lot of pride and gratitude and a little side eye. There, yeah. I mean, because you know, consistently black women in particular have been showing up and fighting right. and had been fighting. And so it is good to see people get involved. Right. Interesting that it took like, oh, I'm scared that you're going to repeal my health care. I'm right. scared. Like I, my favorite sign that I saw, I mean, I saw a handful of signs that addressed that issue. Like what the fuck white women or, you know, uh, 52% of white women voted for Trump, like hard political signs out there. Mm-hmm. My favorite was one that said, so we're going to see all you nice white ladies at the next Black Lives Matter rally, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Right. And so well, we'll see. We'll see going forward. I think a lot of people had that sentiment in their minds, in their hearts. Um, but, you know, I also saw, you know, like someone I know who is a nice, sweet white lady. She posted pictures and she hashtagged like, Women's March, Equality for All, All Lives Matter. Mm. And I was like, oh, you don't, oh, you just no. don't know. No. You don't even- 
just fucking dumb. You're just ignorant. You're mm-hmm. sweet, but you're ignorant. You're mm-hmm. sweet, but you're ignorant. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing lately that's really been like fucking with me. I feel like I'm I'm growing more and more radical in my thinking because my you know, my distrust for white women in particular has gone up a lot. You know, it's interesting. I didn't, like I said, I didn't go to the march. But what I did do, and this is only a slight tangent, I think, is I <laughs> I went and I pulled a double feature because we talked about this last week. And I said I was going to go see Hidden Figures. So I went to go yes. see Hidden Figures and I, saw 20th, right. and I saw 20th Century Women. And I felt like I am contributing. I'm using my money. I want to... Two sort of like polar opposite uh, women's female movies. Um, they both feature a trio of like s- like dynamic female performances. They are both very good. I highly recommend each of them. But one of the things Octavia Spencer says in Hidden Figures when talking to, uh, uh, what's that girl's name? Kirsten Dunst's character is she's like, you know, Kirsten Dunst is like, you know, I'm not against you, regardless of what you may think, you know, we're on the same side. And she goes, you know, I believe that you believe that essentially. And it's like, it's the same thing. You, there were a lot of really proud white people like posting hashtags on social media after the march and all weekend, really proud of themselves for what they did. And it was, you know the occasional like all lives matter it's just kind of like missing the point and it's like i know you guys think that you're doing the right thing you're saying the right you mean well but you're missing the mark but you're missing it yeah what i will say is i would rather them show up with the wrong ideas and hope they run into someone that can teach them a little something something from it and stay the fuck home or or you know or vote for trump although you know i was curious i was wondering like how many of these people when does the shift happen? When does, cause you know, there have to be people who have, who are remorseful. And so I was wondering well, how many I, I think the shift has already happened, but I don't think that people will actually uh, admit to, to any sort of buyer's remorse, at least yet. Some people you know? have. I've seen it on Twitter. Well, yeah, I mean, I've seen a, a few articles about it and someone was talking about like their fibromyalgia flaring up or something and oh, they had no. a moment of like, did you read that Vox article? No, I did not. I had, oh, okay. Someone with some pre, pre-existing conditions. Oh, what did you think? What'd you well, think? Right, what did you what think did you was going to happen? What um, did you think? Maybe they but, thought they were just going to repeal and replace the name. Let's call it Trump Care instead of Obamacare. Right. I know that people didn't even there were there were like a lot of people that didn't even know that ACA and Obamacare were the were same the same thing. thing. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Which is just well, he shouldn't have named it Obamacare. Hey, he didn't. Yeah. I'm well, like, you know what I've been doing though recently. He did not. Yeah. You know what I've been doing? I've been doing some, um, you know, the first lady's detective club work on Facebook, and um, you know, I I kind of want to get out of my Facebook bubble. I want to see how the other side you don't and operates you don't but i do because i i just i'm just curious to see what like what like what this is all about and i went down the rabbit hole and i clicked and i clicked on these facebook pages and i actually yeah you were right david i did not want to see what i saw it's just it's it's really just it's horrifying and it's shocking that and it's baffling it's baffling that people truly believe the things that they're saying. I mean, just the, I mean, like people are just holding on to this idea that like Obama's this like, you know, like, you know, Muslim terrorist operative, like, like, and like the things that they just say, it's, 
it's yeah. You know, it's, I it's said insane. it before, and I believe this wholeheartedly that Trump's election uh, was a referendum on political correctness. There's such a huge percentage of this company that was just sick and tired of, you know, having to bite their tongue. And I actually oh, listened yeah. to um, an, an interview with um, Michael Eric Dyson this week, where he was talking mm-hmm. about how, like, after Obama was elected, there was a lot of conversation about how we are in this post-racial period in America. And, you know, obviously you talk to a Black person, and we know better than to have yeah. ever believed that. But a point that he brought up that I didn't even think about was that we saw the largest resurgence of racism in, like, the last 50 years under Obama's watch. Yeah, we right. elected a Black president, but Black Lives Matter happened under Obama. Like, yeah. white people right. got mad. And this flare-up, mm-hmm. this Trump being in office now, is a direct result of that. And so, But then know, those, those are the same people that are blaming Obama for the racial divide in America. And I'm like, really? This doesn't make any sense. It's like, it's like, okay. it's like them the blaming, blaming liberals for, you know, blaming far-left progressives for Democrats losing. It's like, right. no. It's it's a system of white supremacy and right. or blaming Hillary for like misogyny. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. So mm-hmm. like it just it, it, it yeah it, it's it it just doesn't make any sense. No, <laughs> it doesn't it's make so any sense. It's so crazy. They think of us like we think of them, like just like misinformed and just yeah. like so wrong. And it's it's baffling. I have to check myself every day and make sure. Like no, I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I I believe in human rights. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 And that's the thing. You kind of have to, you have to check yourself and be like, am I crazy? And remind yourself that you're not. You have to pay attention, stay awake. And, you know, stay informed and try to understand. I mean, as hard as it is to try to, I think that was a a good impulse of yours, Jacob, to try to see what's going on on the other side. But I know from personal experience, you know. Oh, yeah. I went deep into the uh, alt-right boards on Reddit for like days on end. And it was good because I learned a lot about like, you know, online radicalization of young white men. Yeah. But what all it served to do was make me feel, I mean, it was good to learn, but I had to stop because it was like making me, you know, listening to people intellectualize their racism. Yeah. And having it and and seeing how it does make sense to someone who is uh, vulnerable. Right. You know, to right. see it happen, it's deeply disheartening. It's, it's really so troubling. I'm yeah. educated enough to know that it's bullshit. And I'm like, I see how they fall into this. I see how this is a comfy place for them. You yeah. know, it's easy to play. Sure. Because it's if you assemble so, like a rickety logic train, you can make sense of anything that is right. like nonsense. If and you if you don't have the tools to, to actually then uh, counter that with actual information and education, then of well, course you're going to, of course you're going to hold those, those ideas as, as truths, you know, it's not just y- stupid, you know, undereducated young men, it's educated men as well. There's college educated men from, you know, from single family houses sure. that were raised as feminists. It's right. It's more, it's more than not having the tools. It's also a, a deliberate decision to disregard said tools or to mm-hmm. use those tools in this alternative fact way. Mm-hmm. To, make your argument that you are, you know, just right. in this case, right. Make it just. And it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And it's sad because you can see how, 
how everybody's kind of vulnerable to fake news if it benefits them. It's true, true. yeah. Half the problem is that we live in this like fragmented media market where you can get your news a la carte, where you can tune into the channel that, you know, suits your confirmation bias. Yeah. And it gives you the news you want to hear to support whatever ideas, preconceived notions that you already have. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it just or you know, in some cases, maybe you're more, you're somewhere more neutral. But it, it's people want to blame people for their shortcomings. You know, mm-hmm. this is this, our generation is one of the first generations that is not expected to make more in their lifetime than their families. We don't own as many houses. We don't, you know, all these things. And so I think people have learned to justify them not doing as well as they thought they would in their you know, idea of the American dream and, and justify like uh, blaming other people That's their xenophobia comes from like them not succeeding, but they don't realize it's a system greater than not the Brown people moving in next door that keep you from buying a home. It's, you know, the market crash that happened. It's not, it's not them. It's not them. That's keeping you from like your, your dreams and your hopes. You well, know, it, you know it's, what? It's it is bigger, them. It's bigger, it's bigger but they have them. the wrong them in mind. It's, you know, it's right. the people you voted for who want, who see fit to deregulate everything except for the female reproductive system. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's like it's Trump coming into office and first order of business is canceling mortgage insurance on like for I mean, low income people. Thing? And that story like almost didn't even really make the news because of all the other shit. Like it was like pe- right. I mean, people were talking about it, but people weren't talking about it as much as they should have been. Right. Like, because him directly hitting those same people that were hit hard again. Yeah. Which right. just happened. Just happened. Like we were on the brink of uh, our economy collapsing entirely. We were on the brink of depression because of ex- stunts like this. Exactly. It's not even like people say, you know, history may not always repeat itself, but it, it rhymes a whole lot. This is history repeating itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, rhyming the same word with the same word. Yeah, right. Um, I want to go back to the idea you were talking about, though, with the complicated feelings with the march, because I wanted to draw a parallel, because for me, it felt a lot like and we go back to 2008 when we were we were dealing with the housing crisis, but we were also dealing with Prop 8 here in California. Right. Um, and the, like this March this weekend felt a lot like that. I felt like I feel like white people are going to take care of this and clean this up because, you know, finally, it's it's white people's rights who are endangered. And so, you know, they they're going to organize it and do something about it. Right. They're going to heed the call and they're going to make it right. Yeah. Because if you think about it, I'm reminded of how far we came and in how little time in terms of like gay civil rights in 30 years, things have changed so much. And, you know, not 10 years ago, we were marching in the street when they were like, actually, you know what, you guys, you can't get married. And when it comes to injustice towards white people, they get organized, they file paperwork, they demand to talk to the manager and it gets resolved. Like, right. here we are. And it's covered differently in the news. You know, this was called a march. This was called a rally. It wasn't the, the protest the day before. And it was also called a peaceful protest. Yeah. 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 Protest the day before in D.C. I mean, and, and granted, people were doing some, some shady shit. But those, the majority of the people there were peaceful as well. But that wasn't painted the same way. And they had cops in riot gear. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. you know. Yeah. It's like the, the white Jesus complex it gets shit done 
you know, eventually when it gets bad enough for white people, that's when like the tipping point happens. But it's so it's it, it's a heavy burden to bear to always be the people who are doing the work before the people come in. Oh, and, yeah. And it's bad enough. It right. sucks because as we all know, black people have been right. marching for years trying to remedy a problem that's as old as this country. And in the past through and like so little has changed in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Things have gotten so much worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard this thing where people were talking about, like, why did women vote for him? And it got real heated because they were like, well, to be honest, it was white women that voted for him. It wasn't just women. Mm-hmm. It was white women because mm-hmm. you know, 94% of black women voted for Hillary. So, right. like, let's, you know, I, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's that's I guess that's what we're talking about. It's like the, the cleanup crew comes in, but they also right. get the accolades at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to have the support though. That is what I will say is like if that's if that's the slow moving, if that's how we do it, it's cool that we know that that's how it happens and it's sure. cool that we keep like fighting. Um and it's good I guess when even if it takes them forever to figure it out, I'll, I'll and, take the support. Yeah, and also too I think that you know the process uh isn't perfect and you know, it's going to take, it's going to take a lot of, you know, it's going to take more, it's going to take more than just one March to figure this out and get this right. And so at least we can take solace in the fact that this is the starting point and hopefully, hopefully we can improve, improve upon, you know, you know, what has happened and like what we, you know, what we strive to and like the end goal of all this, you know? Well, but I, I don't know. know. I feel more us versus them than ever. I'm looking for you. Well, right. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm looking for this like feeling. And and that was one thing that I did get from the march. I will say that. I did feel like even if everybody showed up to the party late, I'm glad they showed up. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is that yeah. is one thing that was a huge success. The turnout was huge. It was like the people who marched in Washington, the turnout was three times that what, that turned out for the inauguration. I mean, that that is a big success. So even if those bodies are there for reasons that aren't perfect, they showed up. And I think that's what's important. And the thing that I want to hope doesn't happen is that people don't get fatigued because it's a marathon. You know, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And people show up en masse the day after. But, like, keep that momentum going two years from now when it's time to vote for Congress four years from now when it's time to vote for the next president. I mean, show up in those numbers at the polls. Yeah. That was something that I kept hearing from people was like, um, how many, how many of these people voted, you know, with the, the protests? Right. Like, well, I know I voted. I don't know. I can't speak to everybody else, but I know I voted and I showed up. So. Right. Well, I will say that for the time being, I'm just going to be Maxine Waters moving forward. That's right. She is my spirit animal. She should be all of our spirit animals. Until 2020. And beyond, actually. Mm -hmm. And beyond. I'm going to be... Who am I going to (laughs) be? We get to pick people. You can be Maxine, too. Yeah, I mean, she's great. She's... I mean... I'm proud of anybody that's speaking out. I'm proud of anybody that's standing up. Especially people that have to, you know, worry about votes, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would no think kidding. If it was me. This would be a good time to start being more progressive because obviously there's some there's people that want it, you know. Yeah, I'm just glad that I live in California and I get to vote for her. You know how you can set up like auto pay for your bills. I'd like to set up auto vote for Maxine Waters. I don't know. Is this why you guys? I might run for something. Not not just yet. I'm a little time and think about it, but I'll sign. 
I, hey, I'm all for that. Yeah. I feel like it's time to get a little political. Yeah. Not everybody's doing it right. And <laughs> uh, they need me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If they can do it, you can do it. Let's get there information. Is, I think, um, I think it's called Emily's List. You guys know about Emily's List? No. Emily's List.org. It is a organization that their their goal is to get a progressive, pro-choice, democratic women in office. And they've been uh-huh. really successful. And they have these little, like, you can learn. They do these, like, um, workshops to get you prepared to run for office. I'm going to sign so, up for that. Yeah, I'm about to pop over there. Check it out. You know? Yeah, I like the sound of that. Emily's I List. They need us. Yeah. You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark, Jacob Jeffries, and special guest Whitney Gibson. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Join us on Facebook in our group, Deep Thoughts by This Dummy. That's Thoughts, T-H-O-T-S. And find us on Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 